What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Rockcast brought to you by Onyx Hunt Maps. Jordan here, and we're going to do a throwback episode today, all the way back to episode 11, which we're on, I think this is going to be episode 155, plus we've done a lot of Tipsy Tuesdays, so we're over 200 episodes for sure. And with new items coming out, and it is kind of buying season, I mean the spring, it's time to think about what you want to upgrade. There are new products coming out that are going to be released here in the spring and summer. Um, so yeah, one of the reasons that I wanted to create this Rockcast back in 2019 is I wanted to do a gear podcast that you can do gear, you know, reviews on and things and go right along with, you know, what Rockslide's like written articles are. But I also wanted to do some episodes that were super informational, um, takes, you know, things back another step, back to the fundamentals of a piece of gear. And with that, I think that um, with that information, you can make a little better, like, buying decisions um, when there maybe isn't a review available or when you're just looking at these items on the website with some of these statistics, you can make, like, as good a decision off of that as you can. So this episode with Matt Weimer is one of those. Uh, Matt wrote a two-part article for Rockslide back in 2019 about sleeping bag temperature ratings and pad ratings as well. And he talks about like, you know, we in this episode we talk about down versus synthetic, um, quilt versus a sleeping bag. We dive into some sleeping pads. We go into some tips for keeping warm. Um, and the one of the bigger things that this thing covers is Matt did a lot of research on how companies are coming up with these sleeping bag ratings. And with that information, you can apply it to your own body and the own own like your own sleeping style, if that's even a thing. Um, and then you can go from there on purchasing a sleeping bag and be a little bit more knowledgeable going into that that process. So that is what we're going to talk about in this episode. Uh, first, you know, it has been a few years, so um, that was back in 2019. It is now May of 2022. There have been some new sleeping bags that have been released and new um, articles that have been released with that. So uh, I just wanted to go through a few here. Um, Robbie did a review on the Stone Glacier Chilkoot 15 degree sleeping bag. Um, he also did a video review versus the Western Mountaineering Badger bag on that. That's on the YouTube channel. Um, Justin Crosley did a review on the Thermarest Hyperon um, 20 degree sleeping bag. Just or uh, Casey Streepy did one on the Outdoor Vittles Atlas Hybrid Zero Degree sleeping bag. Then a couple of newer bags that have just come out in the last year or so. We have the Black Ovish Chugash 20 degree sleeping bag. And we have the Sitka Gear Kelvin Aerolite sleeping bag. So those are some of the new bags that have come out since we recorded this episode. You can go check those articles out on the Rockslide uh, website. <clears throat> Just go to the gear tab and go to the sleep system sub tab and it'll get you right there. Along with that, there are a lot of new shelters and tents that have come out that have been reviewed and sleeping pads as well. I did a sleeping pad review on the First Light Nemo Longbow Alpine pad and uh, yeah, those are up on the uh, yeah the Rockslide gear tab in the sleep systems right there on the website. So um, I wanted to talk about quickly what I have come up with as far as my sleep system goes. So 
for earlier season in the summertime and earlier fall, I'm running the Kefaru Slick, the 20 degree bag. That is a synthetic insulation. And that is a bag that I will take with me. Like I took with me on my doll sheep hunt last year. I'm taking it with me on the caribou hunt this year in August. And this just uh, a better sleeping bag for wetter climates. And when we're down here in the lower 48, um, and it dips into the, the later season, like the colder temperatures, and it's a little easier to manage um, moisture down here for the most part, depending where you're at. But for a lot of places in the lower 48 in the Rockies, it's pretty easy to manage like moisture. So I will go to a down sleeping bag for that. And I have the Western Mountaineering Badger. We also have the Western Mountaineering Antelope bag. So the Antelope is a five degree. The Badger is a 15 degree, but I purchased it used and the guy put overfill in it. So it's more like probably around that 10. But uh, those are a couple very, very good down sleeping bags. As far as sleeping pads go, there are a ton on the market today. I would say some of the heavy hitters are like the Thermarest X-Therm. <clears throat> that is a really popular pad. Um, it is pretty expensive, but uh, people seem to really get along with it. I personally don't use that pad. Um, I use the Big Agnes Q-Core. Um, I've been running the SLX for the last couple years, and I've since um, decided that I'm a cold sleeper, and that is a little bit on the low side um, of the pad warmth for me. So they came out with the Q-Core Deluxe, and I purchased that one. It is blue. Um, it has a higher R value, more of a winter pad, <clears throat> a little bit heavier, a little bit bulkier, but um, I'm okay with that, carrying that thing. And I also have an X-Ped Sinmat 7. They don't make the Sinmat 7 anymore, but they do make one that's um, like equal with it, just an updated version. And those vertical long baffles are really comfortable as well for a side sleeper. So uh, go check that one out. And those are, yeah, kind of the two that I have. I don't, I do bounce back and forth a little bit. Honestly, the X-Ped is my backup pad. So if my Q-Core were to go down, I have a backup pad. Um, but those are kind of my two systems and yeah, they seem to work pretty good. So Without further ado, we'll dive in with Matt. Thanks for coming on, Matt. Thanks. Glad to be here. So, yeah, you are uh, you have a two-part article out that um, I'll link to in the show notes for sure. But it uh, is a very, very interesting article and made some, you know, one of, the, one of the largest things that I got out of it, I guess, is, you know, not all companies create, you know, not all companies are created equal as far as what they put out for their sleeping bag rating. Some of them are comfort ratings and some of them are not. Um, so those are kind of the things that I wanted to, to talk about today. So um, what system are you using right now? Well, I kind of have three systems. Um, for me, there's kind of the early mid-season backpack type um, adventures where you need a, a temp range in the 25 to 50 degrees. And then the summer base camp or car camping system and then a fall or winter kind of base camp type system. And each system kind of varies. So I have a, a quilt, then I have a zero degree synthetic bag, and then I have a zero degree down bag. And then I have a variety of sleeping pads I mix with that. So for me to have just one system, unless I only did one type of activity, it wouldn't work. And completing that system, the key component that a lot of people don't take into consideration is the actual shelter 
you're going to be in because all the testing and temperature ratings are done in a tent. And I think a tent is much different than if you're sleeping under a tarp or in a teepee or if you're on a cot versus a pad. And I believe, if I recall correctly, when I did my research, the pad they use is just kind of a thin foam pad. So when you talk about some of the greater, thicker R-value pads on the market, that changes your system as well. So for me, it's more about building the right system with what you have than any specific bag per se. That's in, that's really interesting, um, especially how they come up with things like, I think it would even change, you know, with a four season to a three season tent. Um, I used a three yep. season tent this year in Colorado and it was, you know, it's a little, it can get a little breezy in there when it's really windy, it can get drafty. Whereas like a four season, it's not going to be as much. So it's just going to be warmer. Yeah. I think the critical component is to make it a system and don't <clears throat> just think that the bag's going to solve it. It's having all those components. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, what do you, what do you think is the most misunderstood thing about sleeping bags? I mean, that kind of takes it to the, the sleeping bag, the ratings. Um, but yeah, just kind of roll with that if you would. Sure. I think the challenge I found when I was looking through this was the two standards, right? There's the, the EN system, which is kind of the European norm. And then the ASTM system and just kind of reading about those and understanding them, the the data is used, they use to calculate is just very different. And um, the standards, you know, we briefly mentioned that in our, in our kind of pre-call to this is this, the standards are a standard male is five foot six, 160 pounds and 25 years old. And the standard female is five, two, 132 pounds and 25 years old. And, you know, when you're looking at a rating and you're six foot 180 or five, five, 140, and you're, you add 10 years or 15 years or, or more to the ages, it just changes everything. And so it's just remembering that when you look at a sleeping bag rating is pretty critical. Yeah. Um, would you say like, would Western mountaineering, I mean, there's a lot of those bag, like the feathered friends and those sure. popular ones, do they state on their website, which, um, standards that they use? You know, I don't know. I know that the, the website I found that was really helpful in my research was Thermarest. Um, they really go into it. In fact, they have a really good blog where they dive into the uh, ratings they use and how they come up with them. And they seem to be really good at listing kind of their, um, what they used and how their rating was derived. And I think Kuyu actually did too. Those were the two websites I had noticed the best. Um, I don't remember Western Mountaineering and how they had it just off the top of my head. I don't remember. Cause I know, um, Kafaru as an example, it, they, they say that they post their, you know, their bags are for comfort rating, not so much okay. for like that, that lower end. Yeah, that's good. So, so when people can look, look at the rating, they understand that's, that's a good point too. So the ratings kind of go from a comfort rating to a lower limit to an extreme. And the comfort rating is kind of where that standard, um, I don't know what you call it. The standard male or female would be comfortable at that range. The lower limits kind of where you start to get a, a little bit uncomfortable, but you can still sleep. Okay. And then the extreme is when you're in survival mode. So if the company's saying comfort versus lower limit, I like that a lot better. Yeah. It just seems like it's, um, and I think everybody sleeps a little bit different as far as like 
warmer if they sleep cooler um yeah. i'm definitely a cold sleeper so i try to i always try to get those lower limit bags like even you know 15 probably a 15 degree yep. is almost the highest that i'd want to go um but it's just so subjective sometimes because everybody's everybody's different and i think that's where people will be frustrated in reality you're going to have a few breakdowns in your system i mean you're just going to have to go through trial and error and that's our scouting trips where they're shorter in duration or summer trips where you can kind of push the environment a little bit backyard maybe, but until you get the right system, I know I, you know, I read a great review on a certain sleeping bag and it was, you know, everybody gave it good reviews. You, even if you read in the, like on Amazon or REI, it got great views and I froze in it. it just didn't work for me. So you just got to kind of live and live and learn through testing. I think the hardest review to do would be a sleeping bag in terms of how it performed for you. I think it's fairly easy to do the quality of it and, you know, maybe if it gets wet or not, but just the actual performance, it's, um, you and I could do the exact same sleeping bag review and come up with completely different answers in terms of performance. Yeah. And it, you know, it's the same with footwear. Um, I've done a lot of boot reviews and it just, yep. it's kind of all over it can kind of be all over the map. Somebody could mm-hmm. buy those boots and they're like, I, I hated those things. And I'm like, man, I, I love them. So it's yeah. very, it could be very subjective for, um, I know you mentioned that you had a few different systems and you had a synthetic bag and then a down bag in there. Um, I'm, you know, I know that you use those kind of for different situations, but what are your, your thoughts on down versus synthetic? Yeah, I don't like down anytime there's a chance where my life's at stake, right? So um, mainly just I'm putting this in my lens of Alaska. So in Alaska, if it's going to be kind of where it's extreme temps, down kind of concerns me a little bit. Now, with that said, sheep hunting, you're counting ounces, and I've taken my down quilt when I probably shouldn't have and pushed the limit (laughs) in terms of the impact I could have if it got wet. But you know, I don't want a 70 pound pack either. I'm just, that's just, I can't handle it. <laughs> you know, I, I kind of very am cautious when I use it. I'm very purposeful, I guess is the right word. When I take down, I've really thought it through. Um, I know people survive for years and use down when men were men and women were women, right? Back <laughs> in the day, um, probably out, probably outdo the toughest of us all now, but I just think, you know, the, we have better technology now. So I try to lean to that when I can, but when ounces really matter, it's hard to be down. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, sure. like especially like a down quilt. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I always tried to, you know, when I was looking into buying a better sleeping bag, I started with like a, a big Agnes lost Ranger, a 15 degree bag. And you know, that's one of them that is not really so much a 15 degree bag. I don't think I even have the, the Q core pad. So it was a good, um, it was a good pad with a high R value and it was, it was not good. So I tried to skip by on that and, uh, ended up going to the slick bag from Kafaru, the zero degree. And that kind of what I, at the time when I bought that, I always, I kind of figured that that would be a good bag that I could go, you know, it's going to be a little bit heavier to pack in places where maybe it doesn't rain as much. I really don't need a synthetic bag, but I could also take it to Alaska and then that zero degree, um, it's going to be a little too hot for the summer, but it's, it's going to be nice when it gets into lower temperatures. So that's kind of what I bought as like a one, kind of a one all bag to start with. 
I haven't used any of their bags, but um, they seem like a really good quality. So that's, that's good to know. All right, everybody going to interrupt myself real quick to talk about some of our awesome sponsors that help us bring this podcast to the airwaves. So first up, Onyx Hunt Maps. I've uh, been using their maps for a really long time. Really love how I can integrate things. So I like, uh, in my office, I have three screens. So I like using one of them to always have maps up, which is very true. And uh, when I'm out in the field on my phone, I can drop pins. And then when I come back to the office, boom, they're up and live. And then uh, vice versa. And something I've been doing lately is I have my iPad that I used to fly with, and that's pretty much all I use it for. Um, So I thought, well, better use it for something else. So I put Onyx on that, and then I have a big screen, leave it in my vehicle, and get kind of a a live, like a bigger picture, um, and to use it like a like a GPS type deal. So, um, really nice to be able to use it like that. And then everything, the pins that you drop on one thing automatically update on the rest of everything. So that's a really nice feature there. If you use code rockcast check out, you'll get 20% off. So go check that out. And then black rifle coffee is a go-to in the back country as well as here at home for uh, caffeine intake. <clears throat> Currently, our favorite is the AK Espresso. If you use code ROCKSLIDE at checkout, you'll get 20% off BlackRifleCoffee.com. And yeah, it's great. So uh, then one thing that's uh, a new, <clears throat> I guess it would be like a service, I guess, kind of, is uh, ActiveJunkie.com, which is really taken over. A lot of people are talking about it and it's pretty awesome. So Basically what activejunkie.com is, it is a, it's a site that houses like 1500 brands and retailers. And what you do is if you click through to those brands or retailers to make a purchase through the Active Junkie website, they will, Active Junkie will give you cash back up to 20% cash back depending on the brand or the retailer. And that is uh, straight up cash. That is not points to be used on their website for only certain brands. That is a check coming in the mail or a, a direct deposit in your PayPal account every 90 days. So of the purchases you make. So there are a ton of them on there for like for our everyday lives. There's Lowe's on there, which I'm a big fan of um, because we're doing house projects and stuff. So they've got Lowe's. There's like you know, big brand names of just clothing that you'd wear like every day. And then there's like Cabela's, there's Bass Pro, um, there's Sierra Trading Post. There are a lot of retailers on there that if you go to go through and purchase whatever item you want through them, then Active Junkie will give you cash back, which you can still use it with any coupons or discount codes or anything through the brand or retailer that you're purchasing through, but then Active Junkie will give you cash back on top of that. So it's a great way if you um, do a little bit of research and kind of pick and choose what retailer you go through, uh, you can really stack on some pretty steep discounts and it's a great way to do it. So go to activejunkie.com forward slash rockslide. You'll get to a landing page that uh, is going to have some of the brands and retailers that are probably uh, preferred by, you know, our user group, I guess. So 
go check those out. A uh, great way to save money. And next up, firstlight.com, uh, firstlight clothing. I've been using firstlight clothing for a long time. Um, you know, they're certainly one of the top in the industry. And uh, I think that everybody's really going to be super happy with the new offerings that are coming in. I'm super excited to share some of them with you. So we've got the Omen rain gear that just came out. And then we've got the Origin hoodie that just came out as well. We've talked about those a lot. Then they just came out with a lot more lifestyle gear as well, which um, is super comfortable stuff. I love wearing it on the daily. I use uh, just like the Corgi guide pants in solid colors. Wear them around town where I'm working super comfortable super stretchy and they're just kick ass so yeah go check them out firstlight.com the quilt I used was just um, I think my hammock gear at the time they had a good sale I picked up it wasn't any particular brand I had the extra extra filling added to it to make it more of a 15 degree bag and then the two sleeping bags the synthetic one was the mountain hardware ultra lamina 15 I had really good performance with that it seemed to work well in um, i definitely never used it in 15 degree weather but it definitely worked well in kind of the 25 to 50 degree range that you'll hit on alaska sheep hunts in august early september and then for a down bag i had the marmot um plasma i think it was called the marmot plasma and my biggest concern with that was a treated bag that it seemed like condensation really was heavy on it. I don't know if that was the bag or the temperatures I was using it in. Um, I'm still kind of looking for a better zero degree bag of some sort. Just kind of always trying something new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With the, you know, with the quilt and, and sleeping bag, do you just use the quilt for earlier season things or, you know, do you, is there a time when, yeah, I'm going to take the quilt, but you know, then other times where you're like, definitely not. I'm going to take a, a regular sleeping bag. Well, I would never take a quilt if it weren't for the weight. I just personally, yeah. <laughs> they, you know, I kind of tend to toss and turn a little bit and, you know, they always end up not being as comfortable to sleep in as a sleeping bag. And just for me personally, mm-hmm. um, you know, with that said, I have to really tailor the right pad to it. So for a sleeping bag, I can kind of get away with one of the kind of tapered or mummy shaped pads. But anytime I take a quilt, I want that, that full rectangle shape, you know, so you don't fall off it as well. Mm-hmm. That makes Cause sense. Cause the pad kind of becomes like your base, base sheet almost. It's almost, it's almost the bottom of the sleeping bag. I always try to turn the, the opening of the quilt underneath me. And some quilts have different ways to kind of connect them. Some connect them around the pad, some connect under you. Um, some cool to I do either way. If I had a choice, I'd always take a sleeping bag. But when it comes to ounces and size in your pack, I mean, that quilt can pack down to the, the football or smaller, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. That makes, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, kind of going back to the, the systems that you were talking about, it is, sure. it is a whole system. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of the warmth value is just getting you off the ground and you know, you could have a zero degree sleeping yep. bag in the summer and be sleeping on the ground and you could still be cold and freeze. So, um, sleeping pads are, are important in just the full system. So can you elaborate on that a little bit? Sure. And we, we uh, we talked about it a little bit earlier in terms of our value and our value is something you'll see, um, Oh, they measure everything from, you know, windows, insula- fiberglass insulation in your house, 
you know, R value is just a, a measure of thermal resistance. In other words, the higher that value is, the more thermally resistant the material or the design of the, the item is. So if you look at like an R value rating, I think they typically go like R1, R2, R3, and then R5 plus. There's R7s and I've seen the higher ones, but those R1s to R2s are kind of the, you know, summer sleeping, you just want a pad. You're not really looking for much warmth. You jump up into the R2 plus to R3-ish, you're kind of in the three season to almost four season. Um, and you really need like a three... I think Thermarest calls it a 3-3 is where their winter one starts. And the R5s are where they're extreme winter for, you know, like the mountaineering or the winter skiing type stuff. And that pad is, as we mentioned, a crucial component of your system. And whether you're on a cot or on the ground, it just keeps that cold from just basically just seems to seep into whatever you're doing. You'll notice if you slip off your pad and your legs on the ground, you'll feel, man, my leg's cold. You know, slide it back on your pad, even in a good sleeping bag. What is kind of your, go- what's your go-to system, uh, mentioning brands for sure, but you know, your go-to system during hunting season? Well, if I'm in Alaska doing the, the, sh- the sheep hunt, kind of that August, September, I'll use the, the Neo Air X-Therm, uh, the, the rectangle with a quilt. Um, that works really good for me. Um, if I'm going, you know, kind of in a September, October hunt where we're doing caribou or moose and it's kind of more, uh, you know, you're not backpacking in your, you know, four wheeling in, or you're getting dropped off in a plane and you have a little bigger setup, you know, larger tent. Um, I'll go with a kind of a zero degree bag and, um, the same, I'll go with the warmest pad I have just, just to make it nice. Um, and then, now that I'm down here in the lower 48, you know, we have a big canvas wall tent for our mule deer hunts in Eastern Washington. And, um, you know, you almost could sleep with a sheet in there cause dad likes to keep the fire roaring. So, um, I just, it, I don't really have a go-to system. I have a variety of tools I use that I have to adapt because every tri- trip is so different. Yeah, for sure. I wish I could just say this is a particular one I recommend, but it's hard. Uh huh. Yeah. Back to, well, even, even with the sleeping bags too, I guess I was almost going to roll back to the sleeping pads real quick. What R value do you try to typically aim for? I guess let's talk about maybe the mid mid season hunts. Are you, are you talking on pads? Yeah. Yeah. In the, in the pads for sure. I I was going to roll it over to the sleeping bags too. Maybe a, you know, a temperature rating that you try to aim for. Sure. So going to the pads, um, I like the Neo air X therm. And I think that's like a five, seven R value. And that's really critical for me with a, um, quilt. And I'll use that except for when weight really, really matters. And I might jump down to like an R three pad. Um, another thing I always take with me is a, um, it's just kind of a thermo rest ridge rest pad. It's like a three quarter length pad. It's not an inflatable. Mm-hmm. And I'll use that for glassing. Um, it's a few ounces that it's just worth taking for me. And it's long enough I can kind of roll it up against some rocks and just spend some time glassing. And then if it gets really cold, I can actually slip that underneath my my inflatable pad, you know, like the X-Therm or something, just for that extra warmth. So it's kind of my extra extra insurance, so to speak. Oh, that's and then perfect. for a sleeping bag, 
yeah, 15 degree sleeping bag for me would be anything uh, where it's going to be 50 degrees and lower, uh, mainly just because the nights can get cold or the weather can change. And then anything over, or I guess 15 to 25. And then where I think it's going to get much below freezing, or I know it's going to be hanging in the 30s or the 20s or lower, I'll want a zero degree bag. And then I don't think I don't think I have ever bought a bag like a 30 degree bag or anything. I've always just gone with at least the 15 because I can always unzip it. Mm-hmm. Right. To cool down. I've never, I don't, I don't really, I've never really hunted in the heat. So I think that would be an interesting uh, dynamic. I just haven't had to do that. I've camped in the heat in the summer, but you know, never hunted in it, which is different. Uh huh. Sure. Yeah. That super good info. I really like that we hit on the full system because, um, you don't want to skimp out on a sleeping pad. Like it is, you know, it, it is a full system. And I think that that, yep. you know, you'll, somebody will spend the extra to get a really good sleeping bag or that has a really low rating or whatever. And then they'll kind of skimp out on the pad and then they end up, you know, kind of being chilled anyway yep. because they don't have a good pad. So don't just, I would, you know, don't skip on a good pad. Um, you know, they're the good ones are going to cost you. I mean, yep. 150 to, to 200 bucks. Yep. right in there or are you yeah or even up to 250 for those yeah but it is important for those neo air externs but they can get expensive it's like wearing uh, boots without socks though it is it is and and i can guarantee you like after you know i went with that 15 degree bag that you know was more like a 30 degree bag and i actually did have a good pad with that but the just the full system wasn't there and we got you know just a really wet snow in in october and you were just wet all the time and it was cold. I, I would have given anything to, um, you know, I'd have paid double for everything yeah. to be able to have, have a better system. So it's just worth it. Well, key part of the system we haven't really talked about too, is one, how the bed, the bag fits you. If it's too tight, you'll compress the insulation and then it won't keep you warm. And if it's too loose, you'll spend too much time heating it. So the fit of the bag is a key part. And then the clothing you wear, do you just kind of sleep in your base layer or do you sleep in you know, do you have a dedicated set of clothes you wear to bed are you wearing a stocking hat or you know that kind of impacts how you sleep and then we touched on the shelter and the pad but that fit and clothing are also a key component of the bag you know what you're going to wear in it and how it fits you yeah robbie denning even wears his gloves <laughs> in his sleeping bag he does yeah he does <laughs> yeah it makes sense i guess if your hands get outside of it or something uh-huh yeah. What do you, what do you like this? One thing that I really like to do is sleep with a stocking cap on. Yeah, I do too. I just think it helps keep your, cause your head, if you even, even in a mummy bag, you're zipping all up around your face gets a little claustrophobic for me a little bit. So having that ability to keep the face looser and wear a stocking hat's a big pro for me. Yep. Yep. For sure. Do you have any like tricks or hacks to for, you know, keeping warm, maybe some extra things. One thing Robbie told me he likes to do is, um, you know, he does a lot of horseback hunting, so he's not so weight conscious all the time. So he'll take like a wool blanket and put it over his sleeping bag and add some warmth. And then another thing that I actually saw on the forum the other day was, um, somebody would heat up water and put it in their Nalgene bottle and throw it in the bottom of their sleeping bag. Yeah. I took a wilderness survival class and that was one of the things they taught us was, that guy, his, he, he held up a bottle and said, this is my number one survival tool. And everyone's kind of looking at him like he's crazy. 
he said, I can heat it up and get warm. I can use it for water. And so he was a big fan of the Nalgene for that very purpose. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So for me, I, sometimes I've read where you can eat almonds, which help kind of increase your metabolism so you sleep warmer. Um, I always have a puffy jacket. So sometimes I'll sleep in my, especially in a quilt, because your upper body kind of slips out of the quilt a lot. I'll sleep in my puffy jacket if it's a cold night. If it's really cold, I'll definitely sleep in my socks. But I'll keep like a a pair of socks I just use for sleeping because the the damp socks from the day aren't as warm. I may leave them in my bag to dry them out overnight, but I don't like to sleep in them if they're still damp, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, little well, and I, sometimes I'll take a bivy sack, which you can put around like a super lightweight, like TI goat makes a couple lightweight bivy sacks. You can, so you can put it over your quilt and the mattress and that kind of helps keep warmth in there. And they're mm-hmm. just a couple ounces, less than mm-hmm. half a pound, I think. I mean, they're pretty light. That's great. No, this is uh that's all great, great information. Um, did you have anything else else to add? No, I think we've just, you know, making sure that you build it as a system and realize that you need to adapt your system for the trip, I think is a critical part. And then just understanding those R values and really researching the websites of the bags you're going to buy, um, mainly so you understand their temperature rating. And a lot of these companies, if you call them even, I know it's a lot of extra work, but you can get a lot of good info just from talking with them or even looking through there. You know, a lot of companies will do little blogs and you can find their blogger and try to communicate with them. Um, if they're a gear junkie, like a lot of us on rock slide, they, they love talking technical stuff with you. Yeah. You know, that's another thing too. If there is a sleeping bag that somebody's interested in and we don't have a, a review on it. I mean, if you just hop onto the forum under the sleep se- uh, the sleep section yep. and you ask about that, I guarantee there's somebody on there who's tried that bag. If not, I'm a bunch of people. Yep. So you can get some info there. Yeah. But yeah, thanks. Thanks for hopping on, Matt. Yeah. We will, we'll link your, um, both parts of your article here in the in the show notes and then we'll also link over um i'm not sure if there was a forum thread going on that or not when you did that review yeah yeah it's on the bottom of uh, both part two and part one i believe perfect yeah i'll link everything over to there and then if anybody has any questions you can hop over and ask matt and and he'll get back to you fairly quickly i'm guessing and uh yeah thanks thanks for taking the time matt hey thank you for having me appreciate it